Hey guys, it's Lexi and Sam and we're back with Gatsby Explained. Today we're going to be talking about, we're going to give you an analyst basically of chapter four, but before we start that, we are going to give you a little bit of an overview on chapter three. So the, the chapter starts out with Nick where he witnesses Gatsby at his first party. Um, which to make a note, uh, Nick is one of two people that received a handwritten invitation to this party. Uh, Nick notices how glamorous his parties are. He sees uh, his garden being lit, there's table after table lined with food, there's an orchestra that comes, and the people are filling the house with laughter and simply having a good time. As Nick arrives, arrives to Gatsby's house, Nick says, I was one of the few guests who had actually been invited. People were not invited, they, were, they went there, which Sam just kind of hit on. Uh, this is a quote to remember because this is where Nick realizes people don't actually know Gatsby. Um, yeah, so more about that. Um, it's kind of weird how people just show up to this guy's house and don't know anything about him, don't know, like, what he's about, but just feel like partying, partying, which, so, in real life, that usually doesn't happen. You know the person that you're going to go to a party with, so what's happening there? This quote is definitely a starting point for you to understand that no one goes to these parties for Gatsby. They go for a good time. No one goes to these parties because, oh, Gatsby's running, uh, like, having it, and he's a glamorous person. They go because it's, like, the hot thing to do. Nick starts, uh, Nick sticks with Jordan throughout the party where he mingles with other people who all have been talking about Gatsby. Um, which, another thing to hit on when he is with Jordan, she does speculate about Gatsby, so that kind of makes me think that she likes to, like, gossip and just make up these things about Gatsby because she doesn't actually know him. So, so as you're reading the book, uh, there's different quotes from different girls that uh, Nick and Jordan are hanging out with. On page 44, a girl says, I heard he killed a man, and also, I heard he grew up in Germany. These quotes show that everyone at the party has no idea who Gatsby is and what he's, he, what he's really like. Uh, the rumors start filling Nick's head, which is what he gets, like, that's what he thinks of Gatsby. Um, so basically, <laughs> this causes Nick to get a bigger interest on Gatsby. I mean, seeing that Nick just moved here and Gatsby's his neighbor, he already has somewhat of an interest to see who Gatsby is, but with all these rumors filling his head, he has a bigger interest to figure out what Gatsby is, who Gatsby is, and what his character is really like. Um, Nick starts to look for Gatsby throughout the party. He's asking people, have you seen Gatsby? And people are kind of dumbfound, like, who's Gatsby? I don't know what you're talking about. And so when Nick finally finds Gatsby, they have a short conversation. And in that conversation, it's important to note that um, it states that they served in the same division in the war. Um, Nick goes on with his, his, after the party, Nick goes on with his life, um, meeting very different women and ultimately loses sight of Jordan. So as you read the book, you can kind of see that from chapter one and chapter two, uh, he he's very fond of Jordan. He sees her for this pretty girl, but as he's living his life in this new place and new city, he's seeing these different girls. And there's a part in the book where he says, you know, he sees he comes into these different these girls' lives and then leaves in a short amount of time. So he's really exploring the city. Yeah, which um to go back to Jordan um, towards the end of chapter three, he's talking about how strongly he feels with Jordan, but um, a downside is that he thinks she's really de dishonest. 
because of the conversations they've had at this party so far. So hitting off of what Sam just said, on the last page of chapter three, Nick discloses that I am one of the few honest people that I have ever known, which comes from page 59, which this is something to really think about. It's it's extremely ironic that he says this because uh, throughout the book, while listening to Nick, Nick is at... Nick Nick seems honest, but it's also as if he's lying to himself about things. So it's it's really important to question yourself now, but also as you're reading the rest of the book, is Nick actually as honest as he thinks he is, or is he a hypocrite? Yeah, I kind of feel like he, since it is towards the beginning of the book, he doesn't really know himself yet, and so he's just kind of exploring his options and figuring out what's going on. Yeah, and so and it's very hard for us to know since we're only three chapters into the book to know if he really is honest or not because Nick's point of view is the only point of view we really have. So you kind of have to believe what Nick is saying because if not, you you don't have anything else to believe. So that's basically some of chapter three. But before we move into chapter four, you need to go make sure you go buy your witchiest witch broom from the one and only Mary Warren. 10% off now, and it's only $19.95. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Purchase now, and you can get two. <laughs> so it's time to move on to chapter four. <clears throat> chapter four begins with ladies in his yard continuing on about what is what he is they start with he's a bootlegger yeah so um gats back then bootlegging was a way to make money like tons of money however it is illegal because in the 1920s alcohol was illegal but it was it wasn't illegal for a series of time so it's kind of like getting rid of something that people have had in their life so they wanted to find a way to basically export and sell it without people knowing which was characterized as bootlegger yeah um they were also saying he killed a man which if you think about why does if you think about all of these rumors and all these people speculating about what he is why does gatsby sit there and let everyone assume things to this extent why not come out and put an end to the untrue assumptions unless these assumptions are true it's very really super shady i mean i know personally i wouldn't want to sit there and let people say i killed a man (laughs) or Uh, That's not the type of rumor you want going on. Yeah, so why doesn't he just put an end to this? Um, Nick also begins in this chapter a list of everyone who has came to these parties. Yeah, so when he starts that list, in the book it lists off some names. um, And if you kind of analyze the names, um, you see that since the West or the East Egg are more historical with old money, um, you kind of look at their last names and see that they're more... They sound kind of older or more sophisticated more than yeah than people from the East Egg, so yeah. Um, so there's there's some names in there that you can just simply skip over. They're not very important, but there's some names that you need to take note of. And one of these important names that you need to remember, and I'm serious, you might want to remember this. Um, this name, his name is I think it's pronounced Clip Springer. Um, when reading the, when reading the book, uh, it explains that he's someone who was there so often and so long that he came, became known as the border. That's from page 62 and 63. And when I kind of think of that, like a border, it's something that's always there. something that, that doesn't yeah, move. It, it's, so it's almost like 
he he's always there and he's there so much that I feel like he's kind of looked over because he's not really talked about in the book except for this part. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little more research because, like I said, it's someone's name who is very, 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 very important. Cliff Springer seems to be taking advantage of Gatsby and using him for his money. Gatsby is from the new part, new money. Mm-hmm. He so he. Uh, buys glamorous things. He likes to show off his wealth. He likes to show off his wealth. So Clipsmere is basically mooching off of his money. If you know, I'm sure that Gatsby's a person that if you went up and asked for a few dollars, Gatsby would give you a little more than just a few dollars. Um and then at at the point in the book he just kind of vanishes. So it's almost like Gatsby cut him off or there's a falling out and he's never seen again. So like I said, he's not important but he is someone who's just taking and taking and taking without giving anything back. Um, so the book continues on. He's still going on a bit about the list. Um, it's very also important to note that uh, gypsies come to his parties a lot too. And after Nick takes note of everyone who attends Gatsby's house in the summer, he discusses that at 9 a.m. one morning, in late July, Gatsby rolls up in his glamorous car to Nick, Nick's house. Um, so, at that point, uh, the author, Fitzgerald, um, he really uses a lot of imagery and gives you that detail of Gatsby's car. Um, this, and the way the reaction Nick um, shows that to Gatsby, he's kind of like, wow, this car is like really nice. Which, um, this car, in my opinion, symbolizes one of the parts of the American dream at this point because the American dream back then was buy a car, show off your wealth, and just make, be that top tier. And so seeing as, like, if you have lots of money, you're going to have lots of cars. And so um, that's why I think that that car kind of symbolizes the American dream at this point. Yes. And so as Nick, not Nick, sorry, as Gatsby rolls up in his fancy car, Nick says that it's the first time he's called on called on me though i've gone to two of his parties which that's a direct quote from nick which is it's kind of odd to me i mean my neighbors come over to my house if they're they need an egg or if they need sugar which it's so funny that you know they live in new york they're neighbors but they never talk to each other they never ask for anything they never you know they they don't speak which is so which is so interesting to me because my neighbors are someone we speak to on a daily basis um so at this is the point where where Nick and Gatsby start to develop a friendship. It's not, it's, it's not even, it shouldn't even be just uh, like called a friendship. It's more of just an acquaintance. Um, and this is very important, important because you, you can notice through this book that Gatsby doesn't actually have anyone to disclose to. He doesn't have anyone to talk to. He's very, like I said, private. No one knows about whether or not he's actually a murderer or not. He might be a serial killer, but no one knows because he's very, very private. Which is kind of weird because if he likes throwing these parties and showing off his wealth, you would think he would want to get his name out there. Yeah. But people don't know who he yeah. is. And then, um, so they, they go to lunch together, but before they leave, like Sam notices, Nick starts admiring, uh, admiring Gatsby's car. Um, and so Gatsby literally moves his car so Nick can get a, a better view. And, Ga- and Gatsby basically gleams about his car. Gatsby is into anything big and glamorous and anything that will make someone notice him. He's into the things that make someone stop and stare and be like, oh man, I wish I had that. And um, 
so it's it's almost like he's very self-absorbed he's very mm -hmm. he's very into himself and the things he has very he's a materialistic person he likes to have those big things and once they leave nick nick says how he, how he's talked with gatsby a dozen times and was disappointed when he had little to say which clear, clearly gives nick that gives nick the impression that gatsby is very self-centered you know if you're just gonna sit in a car and talk about yourself, you yeah. you know most people are like, most people ask their friends like, oh how are you doing? Yeah. How is, I don't know what you would talk about in the 1920s, but you know you'd probably ask them something. Um, Gatsby then asks Nick a question, but the question is about himself. Gatsby asks Nick what he thinks about him, and Nick hesitates, which Gatsby notices. I would say Gatsby is realizing people have nothing good to say about him because people legitimately know Don't nothing know about him. Yeah. So there's not much you can say. That's just like going up to a stranger and asking, what oh, what do you think of me? Well, I don't know because I don't know anything about you. <laughs> um, Gatsby explains to Nick that he's... Okay, so, like I was saying, um... Gatsby explains to Nick that he wants to tell him about himself because he doesn't want him to get the wrong impression. So it's clear that Gatsby knows that people are getting these impressions for him, but it, it just confuses me and makes me question why he doesn't do anything about it. So Gatsby explains to Nick that he's from the wealthy, from a wealthy family from the Midwest where he was educated in Oxford because his family was educated there. So the book basically just says that for generations, his family has gone to Oxford for education. Um, Nick then asked what part of the Middle West, and Gatsby quickly answered San Francisco. Um, <clears throat> sorry, which doesn't make any sense because if you look at a map or just know your basic geography, um, San Francisco is not in the Midwest, it's in California, which is a western region. So that makes me think, why is he lying about this? Yeah, definitely, like, why, why is it so hard to just say where you actually are yeah. from, unless he really has no idea and, what the Midwest is. Yeah, and so when he does say he went to Oxford, if you kind of read those lines and look back, Nick's reaction is kind of... He just... The way Gatsby says it is kind of like rehearsed. Like he's rehearsed this before. He says it too smoothly. Yes. Like he's lying about where he went. Yeah, so you can tell that Nick's very questionable about it. He doesn't automatically believe what Gatsby is saying. Um, and then he goes on about how his family all died, which just shows that he's alone. He's super alone. He has no friends. He has no family. And so he really has no one to talk to. And Gatsby also discloses that he traveled around the world, around living in different countries and how he's trying to forget something that happened long ago. And it's very evident throughout the book that Gatsby is caught up in his past. He's always bringing up his past, things that have happened in his past, but he's never looking into the future. It's always living in his past. He also fought in the war, which he states was a relief and tried very hard to die. So clearly something was going on in his life and he was super unhappy because no one just wishes to die in war. Um, I feel that Nick is sitting sitting there listening to Gatsby talk about his life with the thought in his mind that Gatsby's lying. Um, although he does receive a little reassurance when Gatsby actually pulls out a piece of metal that he got from, I think it's 
pronounced Montingo, Montigoro. It's it's put in the yeah. it's put in the book. It's a place he fought in while in war. This token gives Nick some light some light that Gatsby's actually telling some of the truth. <clears throat> he also pulls out a souvenir from his Oxford days, which helps Nick believe him even more. Gatsby says that he finds himself here because he's drifting away from something that happened to him and tells Nick he'll he will soon find out while at tea with Miss Baker. Um, so that's again where we said in the overview of chapter three that Nick was very found like very fond of Baker, but he kind of lose sight sight of her. So he he I guess regains sight because he's going to tea with Miss Baker and I think in our days that's like coffee. Yeah. Just like a coffee date or something. Yeah. So, um, as soon as, when you're reading the book, you can kind of see, hear the, the tone change. Nick gets annoyed, and he's no longer interested in what happened to Gatsby's past because he didn't ask to go to, he didn't ask to go to tea with Jordan so Jordan could talk, talk about Gatsby. And I think this, this is just another example of how Gatsby's very self-absorbed. He just kind of sabotaged one of his acquaintances' tea dates to talk about him now. Um, Nick is close as he had for a moment. He wished he'd never stepped into his lawn because ever since the day that Gats- that Nick has stepped into Gatsby's lawn, his life has just been full of Gatsby talking about him, Gatsby mm-hmm. being self-absorbed, ruining his date with Jordan. Um, so around 12 o'clock, which is noon, if you didn't know that, you should know that, <laughs> should <people> know that? <laughs> is when Nick and Gatsby have lunch. Um, this is where Nick is introduced to Mr. Wolfsheim. Wolfsheim. Something like that. <laughs> and so, once this happens, the way they describe Wolfsheim, e- even his last name, it's sort of an animalistic description. Um, I don't remember the page number, but it does say that he has a large head, two fine growths of hair, and tiny eyes, which kind of gives that animalistic description that I was talking about. And, um... Just the way they present him and, like, his tone and attitude, it kind of gives him, like, vilification, like he's some bad person or maybe, like, a bootlegger with gaps. So, yeah. So, when you're reading the book, uh, Wishaim says something, and even in the book, it's kind of confusing to see who Wishaim's actually talking about or talking to, and Nick thinks he's talking to him, but evidently he's uh, talking to Gapsy when he says, what do you think I did, um, which was su- supposedly directed towards Gatsby. Wishaim told Gapsy I handed cat cat spung the money and said don't pay him a penny until he shuts his mouth he shut his mouth and he shut his mouth then and there um which i brings up so so that to me is a very weird conversation i mean yeah. who pays someone off to be quiet unless yeah, you unless know something like- have dirt on someone i don't know um, Wolfsheim, Wolfsheim also brings up a job and Gatsby quickly shuts it down saying this is the wrong man we'll talk about it later which is very suspicious because why not just talk about it in front of Nick like why if you guys are going to lunch together why can't you just yeah. talk about this which makes me think that he is in that illegal business with Gatsby yeah something's definitely going on like no one's that private about mm-hmm. a job um Gatsby tells Nick he noticed that he was up so um Later in the lunch, Gatsby and Nick are talking, and Gatsby tells Nick that he noticed that he was upset with him in the car, and Nick said it was because he he doesn't enjoy mysterious. 
Gatsby's very mysterious, no one knows anything about him. Which makes sense because Nick is someone who likes to know anything about anyone. He likes to know everything. Mm -hmm. Nick also tells Gatsby that he doesn't understand why he can't just come out and say what he needs needs to and why he has to go through Jordan. Gatsby and Nick dis discuss Wolfsheim and Gatsby says he's a gambler who should... So after that conversation, they start to talk about Wolfsheim and they say he's a gambler who should be in jail, but they can't catch him because he's a smart man. So there's something sketchy about that, just yeah. like there's something sketchy about that job that was shut down. Um, so while they're at, while they're at lunch, they also see Tom and they go to say hello. Um, while Tom is talking, or while they're talking to Tom, they automatic Nick noticed that Gatsby disappears. He's gone. He's nowhere to be seen. Um, so they kind of leave lunch, and then a few days go by, and then a one... Oh, gosh, that was weird. I don't know what just came out of my mouth. <laughs> On one October day, Nick goes to have tea with Jordan, and Nick Nick clearly likes Jordan because he says out of all the younger girls, Jordan, Jordan is admired the most. So Nick definitely has became yeah. fond of Jordan even more. Um, Jordan says how she has... So, so they start... The, the way that it's described in the book, it's very, very weird. They're talking about what Gatsby wanted to tell, needs to tell Nick, mm -hmm. and Jordan's talking about it. So they start talking about Daisy, and, and at first it's kind of confusing to decide if they're talking about Daisy or not. So Jordan says... Uh, she was a bridesmaid in her wedding, and on her wedding day, she was laying in her bed, very drunk. And they say drunk as a monkey in the book, um, with alcohol in one hand and a letter in the other. Daisy begins to cry and told Jordan to tell everyone she's changed her mind. Um, instead, Jordan got her mom, and they started, started a bath. Um, while Daisy took the letter and crumbled it up and put it into a wet ball. So no one was able to read the letter. No one knows what it said because it fell into pieces in the water. Instead of throwing off the wedding, she got married to Tom any, anyway, despite the, the unwanting to. And the following April, she had her daughter and went to France for a year. They went to Chicago where they were popular and rich. She moved here and heard the name Gatsby for the first time in six years ago. Nick began to connect the dots. Yeah, so <clears throat> there, um, while they're also talking about... Um, Daisy Jordan says <clears throat> she met Daisy one day with an army guy pointing to Gatsby and while Nick's connecting those dots if you think back um, Gatsby served in the war so that could have been um, that could have been uh, just showing that Daisy was with Gatsby um, another thing is Daisy's family didn't approve of Gatsby because he wasn't wealthy enough back then he was in the war and he was always busy so um. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so Nick realizes that that the dots he's connecting are that Daisy and Gatsby at one point in time were in love, and so then Nick Nick realizes that Gatsby bought the house so Daisy would be across the bay, which doesn't make sense if he wants to talk to her. All he has to do is just take a quick thing over there, like it's not that far, but. It's just kind of weird how that happened, and Jordan tells that um, she thinks it's weird that Gatsby's house across from Daisy's is deliberate, and just kind of weird. 
Um, Jordan then says that Yasi wants to know if he'll invite Daisy and let him come over. So basically, Jordan is telling Nick that Gatsby wants Nick to invite Daisy over and then invite Gatsby over so they can talk to each other. Uh, Nick was automatically upset. He started saying he waited five years and bought a mansion across the bay for him to ask Nick to invite the both of them over to the house. Um, it said that Gatsby was scared of what Nick would think and scared of Tom, which, I mean, I would be scared of Tom too considering yeah. they're married and you had you a chance five them. years ago. Yeah. You couldn't have waited or you should not have waited. Um, yeah. Okay. So... <clears throat> It, and then it's revealed that the reason why Gatsby has these uh, extravagant parties and over-the-top parties is because he wants to impress Daisy with his parties because, like um, was mentioned before, uh, his parents, or her parents, Daisy's parents, didn't accept Gatsby because he wasn't wealthy. He was in the army, like, before. And so that kind of shows that he just wants her attention. And another thing is, why didn't Daisy marry Gatsby? Like, I know it was because of money, but, like, why is she still with Tom if Gatsby has that money now? Um, but also, I also think that it's really weird that Daisy was in love with Tom, but then Gatsby came back. And so when you start feeling that feeling that you still like Gatsby, why not just end it with Tom? Why carry yeah. this on? Because it kind of seemed like Daisy married Tom for money, but loved Gatsby. And when he went away, it's kind of like... When she started loving Tom. Yeah. Because she had to. Um, and then... So, Daisy, back then, apparently Daisy promised she would wait for Gatsby in the army, and then that's when she went to go marry Tom, because he was wealthy. And so, um, Jordan says that, um, they should have a meeting in New York, um, but Gatsby says he wants to see her next door at Nick's place, so he wants Nick's to host this thing too, so, um, Gatsby and Daisy can talk over some stuff, um, and like I mentioned before, he wants to be seen having a party. He just wants to show his wealth to, like, impress her and be like, hey, this is this is what I have now. Like, look at this. And so Nick, finally, he kind of hesitates at first, but he says he will invite Daisy. Um, and that, if you make a comparison of Tom and Gatsby, it kind of shows that... Um, they're both mo- motivated by their desire to be loved, but that also doesn't kind of, that also kind of, um, conflicts because Tom is having an affair, or is inferred so far that he is having an affair, um, with Daisy, because, um, I don't remember what chapter it was, but he was on the phone with some lady. Yeah, it was chapter during dinner. one or two. So if they're both having affairs, why not just end yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, there's that, and, um, Anyways, so in conclusion, in chapter four, we learn that no one is truly there for Gatsby and they all take advantage of his wealth. He begins to tell the story of his life to Nick, who ultimately thinks he is lying um, because of the fact, like I said before, San Francisco. It's not in the Midwest, it's in the Western region, which if I were that person too, I would wouldn't believe them either so and he has no little to no reassurance about who Gatsby truly is a shady character named Wolfsheim appears who Gatsby apparently um Does works with. with he's also wanted uh for jail for gambling because he is a heavy gambler and then Nick and Jordan go to tea but it's mostly a setup from Gatsby so he could see Daisy again Jordan also tells Nick the um backstory behind Daisy and Gatsby 
and it's possible in chapter 5 that Gatsby will reveal more detail about his life, and maybe that shady business, especially with Wolfsheim, will be revealed in uh, that meeting between Daisy and Gatsby. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> okay. <laughs>